0: Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, I'm your host here, Dallas Montague, calling you again from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Here today, we have another amazing guest joining us, Ray Jackson. Ray, how are you today? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. I just had my first baby a couple of days ago, so I'm, I'm pumped about that. So, God is good. <laughs> Ray, you said that you had a couple of kids as well. How many do you have? Yes. Uh, actually, I have three. I have one daughter
1: that's in college right now. And I have two twin girls that's seven years old. Twins.
0: Wow. What was that like comparing be- between having one child and having twins?
1: <laughs> i I'll tell you this much.
0: You're very blessed by having
1: one uh, because having two is, is, is a struggle. I got to mm-hmm. admit that it's never like a, you know, how you get a timeout, like I oh, get a breather. Mm-hmm. The twins, you don't, because one don't want the other. Never a break.
0: Last night was the first night home with the baby, and he was awake almost the entire night. So I can't imagine twins. So it would be a lot of work. But yeah,
1: me and my wife, we had a tag team on who's getting up. It's your turn to get up. No, it's your turn oh. to get up. So we kind of <laughs> take turns on Good who's stuff. turning it up to get up.
0: Good stuff. And Ray, where are you calling us from today? I'm from uh, Detroit, Michigan. Okay. And I would just like to give you a few minutes before we start getting into your book. Can you just tell us a little bit about who you are, your family, um, your career, why you're still a Christian today, things like that?
1: Yeah. um, Well, right now, my name is Ray Jackson. I'm a marketing strategist. I started a company called Profit Integration. Um, And pretty much my background is like when I first started, I guess, to know the Lord, you know, I had... I was brought up in church with my grandparents um, and they always had me in church every single Sunday with no failure. But when I got to be an adult, you know, I I strayed away and went my own way because, you know, I was like, okay, I don't have to go to church anymore. So I just went out there and I was partying and uh, drinking and smoking and whatnot. And I went to one particular party, you know, and of course I was kind of like getting tired of the scene. But I went to one particular party at one time and, and it was outside of the uh, the, the club, whatever. And some guys pulled up on us and they, they robbed us. And this is on my 21st birthday. I never forget it. It's my 21st birthday. I just turned 21 and um, I'm looking down a barrel of a gun and I'm saying to myself, wow, I'm about to die on my 21st birthday. Like, this is crazy. I know a lot of people haven't experienced that, but it, it was, it was shakening. It was very frightening to me. And I remember uh, Really, uh, after I left the scene or whatever, I uh, said to myself like I got to do something different this is this is not my life like you know i'm I was brought up in church, so I know the lifestyle, but me going out into the world and being the venture off and it just it just did something to me and so I started you know going to different churches and uh finally found my church that I was going to and um and the Lord kind of like he kind of called he called me as a kid, but then you know he It was always, I was running from something. You know, we all have a certain calling and God wants to pursue something. But majority of the time, we want to do what we want to do. Not what you want to do, God. So we kind of rebel. And so when you call, you sometimes have more of a, what you want to call it, like a Jonah experience, you know, saying where you got to go in the bellies, the well of the belly belly, to recognize that there's a better way of living. There's a better lifestyle and God has it for you. And so once God opened up that door, I've pretty much been in church ever since. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back
0: after this quick word from our sponsors. Is it really you? Where have you been? I've been asking and searching for you. Bob, I've always been here, he answered me. And then I lost it. I pulled to the side of the road and up onto the curb and put the Tahoe in park. I turned to the front passenger side and looked at him, and he smiled at me. Jesus and the Girl in the Orange Bikini is a memoir filled with stories about growing up, heartbreak, redemption, and love. Find your copy of Jesus and the Girl in the Orange Bikini on Amazon today. Super Good News is a joint effort of the ages to those who seek a real and biblical lifestyle change. With two retired pastors in their 80s, Pastor Victor and Pastor Terry, their goal is to reach the unreached through digital media and popular video release platforms. Their goal is to bring the unreachable to our eternal family and share the borders of the promised land to experience heavenly bliss now. Find your copy of Super Good News on Amazon today. And being in church ever since, how did that change your life? Did you start hanging out with different people? You started having different hobbies? What was that like for you? Oh, let me tell you. I, once I really
1: got my eyes open, uh, I went back to the people I hang out, hung out with and I was trying to, you know, get them to come to like, man, this is great, man. You need to come, you know, say all these different churches. No, that's not the one. This is the one you need to go to. And and they're like, what are you talking about? I said, you understand you're living the uh, life of sin and God has eternal life for you. And I was really preaching this to the hilltop. I really wanted people to be saved. And they wasn't buying it <laughs> mm-hmm. they was like man you need to go on with that like you know it's kind of pushed me off a little bit but i kept being persistent about it and to the point where they told me like look you don't do what we do we don't do what you do we need to go ahead and go separate ways and i felt real bad like i'm I'm cool like you know i'm saying you're still doing what you need to do but you know i'm still around you because you're my friends you're my family but in their mind like you don't do what we do so there's no reason for us to be hanging each other and like the Bible, uh, you can't be unequally yoked. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so I couldn't be yoked up with those guys just because I wasn't a part of what they was doing. And so it changed my life dramatically just because I had to change my whole set of my environment, my friends, everything. Pretty much had to change because I chose this life and accepting the calling. So definitely changed everything.
0: And one more thing before we get into your your book itself. You said that you went to church with your grandparents and so now that you're a father how did you you integrate your faith into raising your children um uh,
1: well it was something because my grandparents were very very uh strict you know um actually my grandfather was very straight my grandmother was kind of caring or whatever but what i did know that they instilled some values in me that i i, I have to really that glory to god because the values they instilled into me really helped me understand what parenthood is all about. We have a heavenly father who, you know, fathers us, shows us how to be parents, and they instill something to me where, regardless if I wanted to go, I didn't have a choice. You know, what I'm saying you got to choose this life. You know, he chose you, choose you this day, uh, life or death, but choose life. And so he wants us to choose life rather than trying to choose something else. And so. I, when i learned this fatherhood thing because it's it's no manual on it there's no book that's written there's oh, no
0: man i was hoping you're going to indicate other something written. for me because no, no,
1: trust me dallas i look for it i look for it i didn't have a clue i didn't know where even where to start but once you become a father it's almost like a symphony you just know how the lines go you just know when it's time to kiss the boo-boos you know it's time when it's time to chastise you know time When it's time to correct you, you kind of like know these phases and it just, it's, it's inspiring. Like God just insp- inspire you and you're like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. And next, you know, you start learning from your mistakes because as a father, you're going to have some mistakes because you're going <laughs> to no, sometimes, no. over- <laughs> sometimes you're going to overspoil them sometimes. And sometimes you're going to overcorrect them, but try to stay in this balance where they understand both sides of it. You know, it's definitely uh, a thing to learn, to integrate it. If I could say it like that.
0: Integrate. And that brings us back to your business, right? Profit integration. Come on. Yes. Full circle there. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, well, thanks for mentioning all of that. That really helps me personally. And I know there's other guys out there who are experiencing the same thing that we are being a father. And jumping back to your, your content today, your, your book is titled The Profit Finder. And I have a couple questions prepared for you today. Just the first question I have is What is your background in finance and what led you into this field and to write this book?
1: Um, well, the background, you know, I had a little bit of financing by being a, I wish you want to call it like a mortgage officer, where I was like doing like uh, loans and whatnot. And I kind of learned, learned finance there. But I um, initially had a background in IT, I was in computers for a long time. And I was developing websites, but then I was doing websites just on the side, just to help different bi- businesses out. And they was asking me uh, about marketing. And I said, well, what well, they asked me, no one's coming to my website. And I would say, hey, did you market it? They said, no, I didn't market anything. I just thought people was for the come." I said, no, you got to market for it. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I really didn't know a lot about marketing until I decided to be a personal trainer. And what led me to be a personal trainer was when my grandfather Got leg amputated, and just think about um, me being an IT, uh, and then I was also a, a, like, what you call a, a gym rat. I was always going to the gym, always working out, always about this health nut type thing. And then here's my grandfather. He's sick, and he did his leg amputated, and I he stays in Tennessee, and I went down there to see him, and um, his real doctor came into the office and told us, "Hey, hey, Mr. Jackson, we could have avoided this problem if you were to ate right and exercise." And so i asked my grandfather like why you didn't do this and his reply to me is because he didn't have any support and i felt bad with myself knowing that i'm this big old fitness guru and you know Mm -hmm. i always know about this stuff and i couldn't help my grandfather out even though he instilled so much into me and so it kind of led me to a journey like let me be a personal trainer just to help those people out because i really had a heart for them i really did i really wanted people to get in better shape or be a better version of themselves and um uh wind up being a personal trainer and so here in michigan there's not a lot of people that's trying to get in shape because it's only you know two maybe three months out of the year that you can like hey you know everybody can mm-hmm. you know have the shorts on and stuff like that but you know so a lot of people are not trying to get in shape and so i was getting customers maybe the first of the year because uh everybody has this uh new Year's resolution yeah everybody start coming in so i'm getting customers and whatnot and then as uh I was it started, you know, I wasn't getting a lot of customers after about March or April around this time, people start falling off and stopped getting in shape. And so my wife wound up getting pregnant with twins. Mm-hmm. And so I had so she was in her third trimester and she told me, say, Hey Ray, I'm gonna to have to leave my job because I'm in my third trimester. Um, but you gotta go back to IT because personal training is not paying the bills. And so it was a very hard thing for me to do but in the middle of me uh being a person trainer, i learned marketing because i didn't know how to market myself i never be the, the person who liked to toot my own horn i think a lot of us out there like we don't like to praise ourselves we like to praise the lord we don't praise yeah. us you know what I'm saying we belittle ourselves we decrease that he can increase so having this mind to not promote myself i had a problem with that so uh but learning how to do that how would you say authentically? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Being able to yes. show that the exercise, the the formula that you created is what you praise, it's what you look up. this is what you promote, not so much as you. And so understanding that part, and yeah. I went back to IT and they uh, next time I started getting a lot of customers coming in. I'm like, wow, I'm like that marketing stuff really worked. And I'm like, man, I was so amazed behind that. I'm like, wow, that's amazing that you know people start coming in later on. And so I liked it. The fact that I was able to motivate people. That's pretty much what I I, I feel like I'm all about. I'm all about motivating people to doing something they always wanted to do, but couldn't do because they didn't have the influence or or the support, you know. And I always try to be that person to kind of support people to their goals. And so, um, uh, fast forward, you know, once being in IT, I I still wanted to be uh, in marketing. So I was helping people out with their marketing. And after all these different events, I say, you know what? You know, I like to, you know, make a book. And I I just didn't, I wasn't a writer, you know what I'm saying? Some of us like are just not writers, you know what I'm saying? I was still at that time, I was still a pecker.
0: Like, Mm, (laughs) you
1: can imagine how long it's going to take me to write a book, you know, Mm. but this is where the, the key come in. I actually seen some marketing that say, Hey, if you got a book idea, Join us, and we can write the book for you. And I'm like, you're gonna write the book for me? Like, oh my god! Like, it was like, How can I get involved?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you know, and I feel like that's where marketing takes a very important part in the world because it's something that all of us need, but it's not in front of us, so we don't know it's it's accessible to us. We don't know it's available. It's Until somebody brings it to, to our forefront, like, oh, I didn't even know ghostwriters even exist. I thought that was for the upper ashline people, the people that's. Um, you know Fortune five hundred companies or you know millionaires and stuff things of that nature. But I didn't think they was down ready for somebody that's my new. That's they're not gonna make a lot of money off of somebody like me. So so it was a blessing to to find this this wonderful person. Uh, they helped me out to write the book out, and uh that's why I if you to get to published now.
0: And with this good ghostwriting situation here, how did this work? Did you just give them the lines that you like? This is the highlights of what I'm going with. How did that work for you?
1: Yeah, I had a lot of different strategies that I want to utilize. And I just didn't know how to put it in, in a book format, you know, saying I got more so the syllabus, the outline of how I mm-hmm. like for it to be able to sound and be able to have this interview with them and be able to, you know, saying pull information back and forth. Now they able to have a substance out of me to put it down on paper, and so they was able to you know put all that formats for me. So that was really really a great you know thing. It was it was some, some hard work, especially when you got to go really deep into your mind and pull mm-hmm. some intellect you didn't haven't tapped into. You got you know cobwebs and everything else in your, in your mind you haven't reached in a while. So it was a great thing they go down that, uh, the avenue.
0: What else can you tell us about this book and some of your accelerated system that you've created and that you write about? Oh man, this
1: uh, the salary system, and I kind of, I I felt, I kind of feel like you know, it was a system that was already developed, but I just put it together, you know, and it pretty much consists of five major elements, and it consists of leads, conversions, transactions, pricing, and profit. Okay, and so a lot of different people that own a business usually they do a lot of things into the business, especially if you own a business. So you're doing you know, the accounting, you're doing the HR stuff, you're doing administrative stuff, you're answering phones, you're doing fulfillment. And so it's so many stuff that's on your plate Mm -hmm. that you can't really like, you know, you you stretch out too thin. But if you can focus on these five different metrics, it's the only thing that's gonna drive your business forward. See, a lot of things we kind of feel like, you know, writing posts and, you know, putting them on social media and, you know, doing different things. But what's the most important thing, if you're not having a a good lead generation, Then you're not going to be in business very long anyway. Then if you're getting a lot of leads and you're not converting those leads into clients, then of course that lead generation is in vain, you know. And then after you get that client, you don't want to just sell them one time. You want to have more transactions with them, something that's reoccurring, so you can kind of work with them over and over and over again. Because you're trying to build a business, you're not trying to rely on just lead generation. Those customers that came to you, you want to make it more transactions out of them. And so for your pricing. You know, say because you want to be well above the market. You don't want to go even with the market. We're not, you mm-hmm. know, trying to develop another uh, uh, Walmart or TJ Maxx or something like that. We we're trying to make something unique. So we what we try to do is try to make more value to the market, so we can charge higher prices. And then when it comes to um, the profits, because we want to take in more money in, and the only way we able to do that, we got to cut costs and unnecessary expenses. So now we're able to take home more profit. So that's pretty much the whole system in a nutshell. And we, I, that's what I call the sales acceleration system.
0: What would you say is the biggest mistake that people make when trying to promote their business? I feel like
1: the biggest mistake people make is doing busy work. And what I mean by busy work, they're doing all the administrative tasks, they're you know, get these schedules up right. They make sure their logo is just perfect. You know, what I'm saying, making sure the wording is right on their, on their 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 web page, and you know, what I'm saying, make sure the post is properly edited and stuff like that. So they're kind of doing all the, you know, what I'm saying the tasks just to be doing some mm-hmm. tasks, so they feel like they did a busy day. But if not, they're not doing anything to move the needle. They're not doing anything to increase their business. Like you, you're, you're dying. You're fading. In, you're fading away. Especially if you, you know, your business is revolved around referrals, because a lot of people' businesses are. It's all about the referrals. So if they can get more referrals, then they feel like, okay, well, you know, the problem with referrals is it's not predictable. We don't know when they're going to come in. We don't know when somebody's going to talk about us. But you know, what I'm saying it's a very valuable uh, uh, lead generation because now that those people got information from somebody else about you, of course, they're more willing to buy from you. But you still want to have a, a more streams of income coming in. You don't want to rely on one. You know, I'm going to tell you a story and kind of kind of put some context to it. There was a time when I actually was like relying on uh, Facebook for my lead generation. And I was constantly throwing up advertisements and things of that nature. And then one time, my account got hacked. Well, this actually happened last year. My account got hacked and um someone ran an ad under my account and they you know i don't know some type of explicit something. It was something against facebook's rules and so what they want to do is shutting my account down and i started going back and forth with facebook uh through email and all the time i'm going through facebook i'm losing business because that's where all of my traffic was coming through was through facebook so now it's been you know what I'm saying two months now and I'm not getting any revenue because all of my money is coming through there. And I decided after going because they they say they was going through an investigation process and they was looking into it, but never really restored my account. Yeah. So I had to create a brand new account and start over from, from scratch simply because I needed to be able to get back to business. But it had me in the mindset to say, you know what, let me not rely on just Facebook. So that's another mistake. You know, what I'm saying relying on one source of lead generation or one source of income. Because there's a lot of different ways you can actually make money and make sure that your business stay profitable. But make sure if one string got cut off, you still got another flow that's still coming in. So that's a good point. uh I say those good things. There's probably some good, you know, some mistakes that people can avoid.
0: What could you say is the key the key strategy to success in generating profit in a business?
1: Uh, the key strategy to success. Uh, that's a real good one.
0: It's kind of a loaded question, and it's a couple things, different ways
1: I like to go with it. I feel like this: the most important thing is to know where you're going. You really have to know what you want, because a lot of times people is big when it comes to their wants. I want more money. What mm-hmm. do that mean? Like that could be anything. That can mean you need hundred dollars. That means you need a two hundred dollars. You need. A million dollars. That, that, that's a, thats so big, you know what I'm saying. So if you can pinpoint exactly what you want, now you got a target, you know what I'm saying. Just like you got a GPS system, you know. First, you know where you at. It understands your address. Then you put in the coordinates of you know the direction or the address or where you're trying to go. Now we can make some directions for that. But when you beg, you just you just pacing, you just walking, not having any direction. So if success is your key. You have to identify what success is because what success for me, might be different from you yeah. and, and yeah. from your audience. It, it's a different thing because, you know, what I'm saying a success for me might be if I can get my kids through college and they have a successful job. That means I, I succeeded because now I'm able to instill some things into my, my kids that I didn't have because mm-hmm. I'm one of the people that actually went to college but didn't finish So if I feel like if I made them finish college, now they exceeded me. So I feel like I, I, I could feel like that's success. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's for one person. Then for another person, it might mean that, you know, they brought up a fortune 500 company, you know? And so if the key to it is really defining, I'm really honing down exactly what you want, because I feel like the world is like an oyster. It can open up to you if you know exactly what you want. There was this, um, it's um, called the reticular activator. I don't know if you've ever heard of this before, but this no, would be some value so. to your customer. Okay. Well, I explained to you like this. You ever, you know, wanted a, a car and as soon as you wanted a particular car, you start seeing it everywhere.
0: Yes. Because yes.
1: in your mind, this car always been around, but since you wanted it, now it's everywhere. You see it like, oh, here, it's there. Like you see it everywhere because you're looking for it. Mm-hmm. So if we actually identify what we really want, the success we really, really want in our mind, guess what? It'll start showing up. The reticular activator start working. You start seeing it everywhere. God is start opening up the door. Just like I told you about the book. I mm-hmm. wanted to write a book, but then it's like, it's in my mind to do it. And it, that was a goal. But since that was what I want now, hey, here, here it is, right? This is how you're going to write that book. Oh, the world opened up to you. Mm-hmm. Really do really know what you want. So right. if you can define that, you're going to find success.
0: And how can we incorporate this? So we have the faith talk, we have the finance talk, the profit generation. How can we combine this and use this to glorify the kingdom of God?
1: Well, I, I like to think this because I feel like we all, everybody has a calling. Okay. Many are called, few are chosen. And so when you've chosen this way to decide you want to do something, God, He inspires you to do something. He inspired, He give you inspiration, and you know. And your gut feeling that you're supposed to be pursuing something and mm-hmm. something in you is stopping you. Something in you that's, that's not helping you. Maybe you're not uh, uh, wise enough. You don't have all the knowledge, but God calls you to do something the same way with Moses. Moses, you know, Moses, I need you to go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And he like, I can't do that, Lord. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't even talk. I can't. I cannot speak to Pharaoh. He's a god. like, you know, how can I do that? He said, well, I, I know that, Moses. I, I made your mouth. I know exactly what you have, but mm-hmm. I'm going to have Aaron to be your mouthpiece for you. And being able to uh, knowing that your business is a part of you. You know what I'm saying? We spend, you know i saying? Someone spends 40 plus hours doing something. Even if we have a job, we have a business, and it's something that we're doing every day. But to shine your light in that dark place is pretty much where you integrating your spiritual life with the lifestyle that you have because we can't have two separate lives It got to be one life Mm -hmm. even though we have different professions you know saying paul being a tent maker and he's making tents but he didn't stop that from his calling from what he has to do because even though we all have occupation we all have to make money to, to make ends meet uh to provide for our families but if it's not doing to the glory of god then what is it for what are you gaining? because you can gain the whole world and lose your soul, right? So we don't want to do that. So we have a mindset that, no, i will rather do this for his glory, because whatever the outcome is, you know what's best for me. Because if I continue to keep my mind stayed up on you, you'll keep me in perfect peace. So even though I'm at the job, it's stressful, it's hectic, there's a lot of things that's going on, but I'm keeping my mind on you. So do all the chaos, you do all the 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 boss nagging and whatever they want me to do, people not doing their job, or and I got a business and I got people under me and they're not functioning properly, and, and and we get tied all that into our life because that's who we are. So when you start talking to people, you want them to see your light, see the fruits that you bear, you know, what I'm saying and being able to expose the life of Christ in you. So now they realize they say, wait a minute, you're going to do this, that, and the other, but you're not panicking you're not you know in the uproar you know you're not you know bunched up in the corner you really shine your light bright like let me get some of that what you got
0: mm-hmm. yes
1: you know what I'm saying so that could be a true testament to other people because people might see your good works and glorify God so you now I feel like that's a really really good way to kind of make sure you mess things together I think that's really why I named my company profit integration because I, I'm more that person that don't, don't want to integrate things I don't want things to be separate I, I really can't, I'm really hard at, at what you're going to call it, faking it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My wife tell you right now, I'm not a good liar. So anytime, I, I, I just rather not say nothing at all. Cause if, if the truth is going to hurt me, I'm like, let me not say nothing. Cause you already know. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, cause I'm not, a, I'm not, I can't switch sides. I got to be this one way. And So us as Christians, we have to recognize that we can't be on both sides of the fence. We can't serve two masters,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? You're going to love one and hate the other. So, we we know that we love the Lord. We answer this call. We follow Him, and even though we're gonna we're gonna fall short sometimes, we're not gonna do everything He wants us to do. But being able to say, you know, this is my life, so I'm integrating this to what I'm doing because I have to develop a lifestyle. People don't really recognize, even though they have occupations. I don't, I don't care if you know if you if you're selling houses or you know if you um, a carpenter you know, a mechanic, and we have these professions that we do, and we feel like, okay, well, this is separate from my life because I'm ready to punch out so I can get back to my life. So what were you doing when you was working? Was you living at that time or was you dying? Because if the things that we do is not glorify God, what is the use for it? And you say, well, Ray, how can I glorify God at my job? Very, very simple. What would Jesus do? Right. And of course, we always had that, that little saying back in the days, you know, how would he respond to things? And I feel like when we do our job, can you still be courteous? Can you still be kind? You have long suffering. you know, what I'm what saying are you bearing any fruits of righteousness? Because that's pretty much how people are eating. When you see the person at the counter, you know, usually time when I see uh, somebody, you know, I just got a little change in the course, people already at a, a high stress level but if you can actually expose the christ in you you lighten up their day they feel so yeah. much better that they had a customer like you and then vice versa now if you the person that's actually serving somebody and they're disgruntled they having a bad day or you know of course we get them people at the counter like uh i want a refund and they get it mm-hmm. you know they get irate with us but you in your spirit you say okay that's fine i understand you had a hard time you know uh uh they didn't, I know you, I'm a waiter. I'm just here to give you the meal. Some people in the back, they didn't prepare, right? I go back and get it prepared for you. And still have the same spirit. You know, Jesus Christ, of course, we all know this. And, uh, you know, your audience know it. Is, you know, he had a spirit about himself, knowing that he's about to get killed. And the scripture said, as a sheep led to the slaughter, he opened out his mouth. Why didn't he open his mouth? Because the fact of the matter is, you start verbalizing how you feel. You've got the woes of me. You've got some trouble like, man, I'm, I don't know if I can do this. And so you start talking to yourself. You talk yourself out of something good God has for you. So we can't serve the Lord with just eye service just because somebody who's in church sees me. Now I need to act like I'm a Christian because somebody yeah. in church sees me. We got to be like this all the time because this is our life we on the clock 24-7, seven days a week, 365. So it is, this is who we are. We don't have another life, even though we have occupations that don't have anything to do with the church. This is what we do, but we still have to glorify God. So everything you do got to be integrated because it's your life and there's no separation out of your life.
0: Amazing. Amazing. The, the word of the Lord is written on your heart. Come on. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Brother. If you can uh, leave our audience, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Do you have something else? Oh yeah, I had a lot a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> a lot of stuff, a lot of things. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. And,
1: he, he, here's the thing, you know, uh, and I want to give your audience this just because I, I really feel this in my spirit now. Uh because I believe there's some people out there who are having trouble with their jobs, some people having trouble with their business, you know, and They're about ready to quit. They were about ready to give up. You know, COVID hit us and it hit us pretty hard. A lot of people, especially business owners, you know, and when COVID, when some type of disaster strikes, you know, saying it has to be somebody is able to persevere through the trouble to see the light on the end of the tunnel, because without that, you know, say we're going to faint. So the scripture said, I would have fainted if I have not seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living meaning that there is another side to this that I want to expose you to. And it's pretty much, it's the part of just being consistent, not giving up. Because I know a lot of y'all, some people might've stopped of their dreams, something, something they wanted to do, but just didn't do it. Maybe they started a business and like I did with the personal training, I started the personal training business and went back to corporate America just because I feel like I couldn't market myself. Well, I didn't know the knowledge was available to me. I didn't know how to do it. But then I had to hire somebody to train me, to show me the way. And so we all have somebody that we're able to look up to, but we have to trust somebody instead of leaning to our own understanding. We have to trust in the Lord. So the Lord bring people in our life to show us that way, show us exactly what he want us to do. And sometimes we don't want to receive it like that. Like, Lord, you know, I don't want to, you know, I can't learn from that person just because, you know, he's younger than me or, you know. He lives so far away, or he can't, of course, he'd never understand my situation. Well, it, it's not about that. You know, it, it's about what the Lord called to help you. You know, you know, the story about, you know, Paul, he was blind, right? And he was, you know, waiting for somebody to pray over him so he could receive his sight. And God called Ananias to go pray over Paul that he could see, receive his sight. And and then I said, "No, I can't do that, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that man. That man, you know, he's a bad man. He's persecuting the church. I can't do it." Now he's talking to the Lord, having, and I like to say it like that. He's having an argument with the Lord. Said, "No, I, can't. I know what you say, Lord, but I can't do it." And some of us right now, the Lord has called us to do something, and we won't do it because we got the excuse in our head: "No, nah, Lord, I can't do that. I'm not educated enough. No, nah, Lord, I can't do that because this and and." And Paul is on the other side of that, blind. He can't, he can't see. He needs your remedy. Mm-hmm. He needs you to help them out, but you won't go. God called you to help that person. And so I don't want people to, to sit back and realize that, you know, well, somebody else will take care of it. Somebody else gonna do it. Mm-hmm. No, you can do it. You can do it. So I, I invite you to this. And I really you know, Dallas, you know, I'm kind of segue into something else just because I felt the spirit behind this. And so I like to go with a spirit flowing that. And that's what I feel like in my spirit. And something gripping me that's telling me like some of us out there are st- stuck. We plateaued and we at the steady pace where we don't know what our next move is going to be. Mm-hmm. And God brings people in our lives and, hey, here's your next move. Now you can do what you need to do. And in your mind, you want to rationalize it to make it make sense. Like, no, that don't make sense. Like, Lord, I. Uh, I just know you told me to come here to the Red Sea now and none of us got no boats. So how are we going to cross? Yeah. You know, and we kind of rationalize in our head, but it ain't up to you to rationalize. Back to the success thing, if you know what you want, you are going to get it, but you got to know what you want. And so if you really want it, you might have to persevere a little bit. You might need to hold on a little bit longer than what you want to. Because in the mm-hmm. end, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's what's going to show forth what God called you to be. God called you for a reason. And I don't want you to let, let that down over nobody. I know you got spouse. I know you probably some of y'all got kids. And some, some in your mind, like, well, I got to give up my goals and my dreams for my kids. Because they got goals and dreams that I want them to develop into, into as well. And I say, wait a minute. You know, we all have a certain calling in our life. And that's not going to stop us from our calling. We can't sit up there and, and, and you know, re- go up to God and be knocking at the door and ask him, like, Lord, let me in. Uh, and he'd be like, well, did you do what I tell you to do. And I know, but I had a father, you know, I had a son that I had to, like, tend to. You know, and we always got these excuses mm-hmm. why we can't do what we supposed to do. When the Lord's calling everybody to the feast and, and everybody got an excuse why they can't come to the feast, like, Lord, let me go bury my father. You know what I'm saying? Let me go tell everybody a farewell. And everybody got a reason why they can't do what God called them to do. And I want to instruct you because I'm nobody, right? I'm the kid that wasn't very educated. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I was not, you know, the top ranked guy in, in the school. I was pretty much one of the shortest guys. I was the shortest. I was one of the slowest. When the time was time to pick somebody, the basketball team or whatever, they pick me. I'm like, these are last, or second from last. It's because they look at my stature and they're like, man, oh, I guess we get Ray. I guess we get them. And, and of course, I had to show my skills on the court to, be able to prove that I can work, that I'm, I'm, I can do this. But some of us got insecurities because we insecure inside of ourselves. And it's really because we haven't experienced much. So I invite you just to explore, expand out. God has a whole world that's waiting for you. It's a blessing that's waiting for you on the other end, but you won't take it. Because you rationalize in your mind what you feel like it's supposed to be. And I'm here to tell you, don't settle. Please, if nothing else, don't settle. God got so much for you. And if, if you be able to really know exactly what you want, because he inspired you to have that. want. let me give you that. God has the inspiration to give unto you, to instill into you, to do something greater. You know, I believe. Uh, What's that? Uh the sons of Sebedees, you know, they they fishing with their father, and of course, I believe in my mind, even though scriptures don't say it, but I believe in my mind that they feel like it was something better that they wasn't able to get. It was something better that they really wanted, but they knew they wasn't gonna get it by fishing. Mm-hmm. And so when Jesus showed up on the sand, he said, "Come in and follow me." They left. their father in the boat, like, all that's right, dad, it. that's see the later." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm see you later. I got to go with Jesus, you know, want. And so some people have an occupation that they know is something better. It's know it's something yeah. greater. And then somebody shows up and tells them it's something greater. And now it's it's your turn just to get up and start walking into that calling. So hey, amen. Just wanted to share that Amazing. with you. I just thought that was uh, was something pulling on my spirit just because we was going in that avenue and, and it's important for us to always follow the spirit. Don't follow yourself. Yourself, you your flesh want to kill you. Okay. So if you continue to follow yourself, all you're going to do is go after worldly desires because you want worldly things. You want to eat wrong. You want to, you know what I'm saying, lay up and, and be lazy and whatnot. But, hey, there's something better for us. We might have to just work for it. Might have to work a little bit harder than everybody else. But it's OK because you see the wicked and their prosperity and all the things they're doing. But God calls you to be over here where well, you are going to have success. Where well, these people are just going you know, on, a, on a hamster wheel, just continue to roll, roll, roll. Even though on the outside, it looks like they're doing something, but they're mm-hmm. not going anywhere. You know, so, hey, man. So just want to share that with Come you. Uh, you have to go ahead with your next question. because
0: Yeah. I w- if you could take the next two minutes, and I have some links here that you, you sent me. We have profitintegration.com, rayjacksoncoaching.com, and businesslearningacademy.com. And so I want to focus on the second link, rayjacksoncoaching.com. And so if you could take the next two minutes and just explain what do you offer as a coach? How can someone get involved with this? What would you offer for them?
1: Okay. What I offer as a coach, it's more so uh, my profit integration system. There's a way, like I was telling you about the five different categories. I'll make Mm -hmm. sure that I help you get a better lead generation. I will look at the lead generation and it's pretty much for companies that's already been started. And I look at what you're doing for lead generation. And I try to make some tweaks and try to make some better ways for you to have more lead generation. Then I look at your conversion. How are you converting these sales? What are you doing Mm -hmm. to convert them? And I would check the numbers. We need to have some type of metrics to go by. And so I help you to make sure that we can measure the leads that you're coming in, the leads that you're converting to sales. Okay. And once we have this right now, now we can work on more transactions because we don't want to constantly work on getting leads and getting leads. Because one thing, another, we we know that once people buy from us the first time, they're going to buy from us again because they know like, and trust us. Mm -hmm. So now we want to get more transactions out of the sale. So when that person comes in, we got another package we can sell them. We got another membership we can sell them. We got something else we can sell them to kind of have them on a reoccurring basis. I make sure all those things are set up. So now one of my favorite parts about it is something when I I deal with, with, it's a strategy that I call bundling. And what bundling is, is pretty much you kind of like combine a lot of different things together and form a package that everybody else don't offer. And I like to use some some examples of that. You know, think about somebody that's a a personal trainer. You know, he got a a fitness studio gym. And, you know, he had people coming in, and and people, when they come there to pay him, they pay for his coaching, they pay for the exercising, and they pay for a meal plan. Okay. They had to go home and implement a lot of things that you know the coach actually told them. But you think about what can that coach offer them that can sweeten up the deal. So what they can do is Add on, maybe a meal prep because now since they got the meals lined up, maybe they don't want to cook. Maybe they feel like you know, say it's a little tedious for them to figure out all the right ingredients and stuff like that. And then you can offer meal prep on top of your personal training. So now and now you can actually add on. So since you're selling all this work, so how about you add on what I call like a spa day? So you can actually add on a spa day every single month. At the end of the month, you can actually have a spa day. If you complete all your workouts, you complete all your meal meal assignments, and you be able to have the reward at the end. So now, not only that you're losing weight, now you got another reward because now you're going to get pampered at the end of the month. So now, if you offer that as a package to say, "Hey, uh, along with our coach, and we have meal preps, and we got spa days," and so now you're offering something that the competition mm-hmm. is not offering. So that makes you now you no longer a, a apples to apples to comparison your apples to orange comparison, so that means that you know, so you can charge whatever you want to charge now, and you can charge more than your competitors, and more the people want to come to you because you provide more value than your competitors do, because people don't shop off a price, they shop off a value. So you provide more value in the marketplace, now you can charge a premium price. I'll help you out with that, and now we want to see how we're going to figure out how to cut costs and unnecessary expenses, so we kind of itemize, your bank statement and see what memberships you might be on. Mm -hmm. See if there's some some uh, some revenue that you haven't collected, you know, what I'm saying? because some people may have been charged. They got invoiced at a certain time and you didn't collect. And so now we need to put some fire upon them to make them kind of like make sure that they bring in more money, because now we're trying to work on bringing bringing in more profits. So we might need to cut off a little bit of of the overhead because we may be paying too much money out just to do business. So these are the five strategies that I make sure when I'm coaching somebody, these are the five strategies I actually work on. And it depends on what's more important and which one I'm going to start with. Because some people might have a lead generation slot. You know what I'm saying? They got five places that they get in lead generation. So maybe we need to work on conversions or maybe we need to work on pricing. And it it just depends on once we have this conversation, understand where their business is at. So now I know where I need to coach them at.
0: Amazing. Sounds like an overall experience of profit integration. Come yes. on, Ray. Thank you so much for your time today. I hope that our audience were blessed by this conversation. I know I was. Like I said, you have the word of the Lord written on your heart, and I truly believe that you do walk it out. And everything that you do, it's to glorify the Lord. And so it's it's a, bl- a breath of fresh air to speak with people like you, you know? It's wonderful that there's hope out there, you know? There's people that are, are working for the Lord in finances and things like this. So one more question, where can we find this book? And do you have any other social media platforms that our audience can find you on?
1: Yes. If, if somebody wants a free copy of the book, they can go to increase sales without com forward slash ebook. Okay. That is increased sales with S without com forward slash ebook. And you can kind of see, uh, I did somewhat of a small commercial there. But, you know, if you just want the book, you can just click there and just download it. Absolutely free. No charge whatsoever. And read through it. It's a, it's a lot of, it's consists of eight different strategies that you can use in your business that you can actually get some revenue. You can actually get some income behind it. And guess what? You don't have to pay any money. You know what I'm saying? These are just strategies you can use. And all you need to do is just implement them. And it's definitely be, you know, saying, worth your while. If you just, you take just two strategies out the whole book, you know what I'm saying? You're going to increase your revenue. Yeah.
0: Again, Ray, thank you so much for your time today. If I can have you end our podcast with a prayer, I would really appreciate it.
1: Oh, yes, I would love to. All right, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful chance and opportunity, O God, Lord, to be in your presence, O God. We understand, oh God, Lord, we're here for a certain reason, oh God, Lord. Right now, we're watching this podcast for a reason, oh God, Lord, and we understand that you have called us to a higher calling, oh God, Lord, even though there's things that we might want to do in our own mind. There's some things we want to pursue, O oh God, Lord. But you have already called us to glory. You already called us to victory, oh God, Lord. So we want to understand, O oh God, the calling that you have called us to. Help us, O oh God, Lord, to have encouragement, O oh God, Lord, to be able to walk through it, O oh God. Recognizing, oh God, Lord, that on the other end, there's the blessing. There's the other end, there's flowing with milk and honey. We understand that we need to conquer the land. And if something in us, we have a few ikes that we need to get rid of. Maybe it's doubt. Maybe it's insecurity. Maybe it's, we feel like our self worth is not there. But we understand, God, you have already know our uh, upcomings and our downfalls. You know what we stumble with. You know what we're strong at. You know what we're weak and we, we we're poor. And God, you know, all we ask for you is you provide a way, provide the steps for us to maybe take the next step. We understand that it's going to be a long journey, oh God, Lord, and everything that's awaiting us. It's for your glory, oh, God, Lord. Say help us, oh, God, Lord, to shine forth this light and answer the of you have already called us to be, And, God, Lord, we just ask you to bless every ear that's represented here today, oh, God, Lord, that's listening to you, your wonderful words, oh, God, Lord. We just ask you to bless the ears, oh, God, Lord, that they be able to hear with the spirit of standing to the church. And we give you all the honor and the praise. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen.